we're off to a great start, amen? So one of the things that we want to do this morning is kind of interject what we're calling yield discussions. And we use the yield kind of as a dual, dual meaning, right? On one hand, we're talking about abiding, that John 15 picture of abiding in the vine and bearing fruit. And what is, what is it when vine bears fruit? It's a yield, right? It's a yield. Yet also yield means to slow down, doesn't it? It, it means to slow down for just a second and to think. And so the yield discussions are really aimed at being super practical on how we can have rest. You know, this morning I, I let off the service by saying we're in a time in which we've never thought more about mental health and spiritual health and emotional health, and we're probably also at a time in which mental and spiritual and emotional health has never been worse than it is right now. And so there is a lot of conversation uh, about rest that's happening in our world, and yet we still just don't seem very rested. <laughs> we still just don't seem very rested. And so I brought uh, Megan and, and Joe up here with me this morning to talk about what rest looks like. Because I think we, we ought to ask is, are we getting rest wrong? Are we getting rest wrong? That is, for those of us who are in Christ, is there a difference between worldly rest and Christian rest? Another way that I might frame it up might be like this. Is there a difference between resting from God and resting in God. Joe, I, I, I just want to start with you and just, I, I know that that's kind of a, a really big subject, but could you just kind of maybe share with me or share with our congregation this morning just some of your thoughts on the difference between Christian rest and worldly rest, resting in God and resting from God? Yeah, I think um, from, a, from a secular perspective, especially in, in other religions around the world, often the secular viewpoint of rest um, is, a, is a disentachment from the world, it's an escape from the world, um, and when we do that practically in our own lives, uh, we will, we almost check out, if you will, yep. um, and we are detaching from everything, and a lot of times we detach ourselves from the things of God as well, but for the believer, um, I think we find this a lot in the Puritan writings, especially, um, they, they would have described their uh, daily and even weekly routine moments and seasons of rest as not detaching from everything, but detaching in such a way that we focus ourselves on the mm. things of God, his character, his nature. Um, as spiritual beings, especially for those spiritual beings who have been redeemed by the blood of Christ, we find our energy, we find our satisfaction, uh, we, find our, we find our rest. And uh, Ben mentioned it a couple times, setting our, our sights on the goodness of God, the character of God. Um, and from their perspective, they did this a lot, meditation. We see that in Psalm chapter 1, mm -hmm. meditate day and night on the things of God. This is the word of God. Uh, meditate through prayer and worship. Do that in the gathering of God's people. Sometimes we, we, we check out, man, I'm so exhausted. I'm just not going to go to church this week. Man, I'm, I, I gotta, you know, I've got to refuel. In reality, for a believer, we need to check into the things of God because that's where our soul is, is, is re-energized. It's where it's satisfied. It's I love the way that you're saying that, Joe, I, because I think that's the, that's the difference I see so often is when we think about rest, I think very often we think about nothing, doing nothing. I just want to do nothing, right? So, so we think about having nothing to do where I think if we go to the biblical concept of rest, and I'm thinking of, of Hebrews 4, I'm thinking of the Sabbath th that is laced throughout the Old Testament, Right? That rest in the biblical sense is not doing nothing, it's being energized, it, it's, it's having life breathe, it, it's doing those things which breathe life into you, right? So Megan, I know 
that you are quite a busy person, maybe even more than everybody else here. So one of our little girls yesterday or the day before, she said, Mommy, I just, I don't know how you, do, how you can be happy. You have so much to do or something to, to that extent. And so I know that for um, being a working mom, having three babies at home, rest is really difficult for you. So how does this question hit you? What's the difference between Christian rest and worldly rest? Well, like, like Joe was saying, I think we try to um, escape by doing things, um, things that are good, um, things that ne- not necessarily anything that would be bad, but we try to busy ourselves and put so many things in our lives that um, sometimes when we want to rest, we do think of doing nothing. But um, it's in those times when we need to do things that bring um, rejuvenation to our souls, like um, D groups. Like I know that's one of the things that really brings me a lot of rest is being with other people who you can, you know, talk about things that you're going through or you can, you know, just have a little time to discuss what you're learning and what you're, um, what you're studying in the Bible and um, just having those times scheduled into your, into your daily, your daily life where you have time to rest in Christ um, by talking with other people. Um, I think a lot of times we try to escape um, by having, <clears throat> sorry, um, girls' days or going out and having um, some time, you know, to yourself, which is good. But if that time's not focused on Christ and if that's not focused on the things of the Lord, then that can it can just turn into more more stress that's right. um, in your life, just having those routines in place. Yeah, I think one of the things that I hear so often is people say, I'm tired, I need some me time. And yet what I, the ironic thing is, is that the more I focus on me, the more miserable I actually am. It's a gaping hole, right? That we say, I need some me time, when what we actually need is I need some time looking upon one who is transcendent. Looking upon one who is greater and bigger than all of these little pesky problems that refuse to go away in my life. One of the things, and both of you brought up escape. And one of the things that I, I say often in counseling is, I, I, I've said, told millennials and Gen Z, our reflex is let me just escape the hard problems, right? Let, let me just escape the burdens of life. Let me just get away. Let me go play eight hours of video games or, you know, go to the golf course or, you know, binge watch Virgin River or, or whatever it is. But, but what's the problem with escaping? This is the way I frame it up in, our, in, our, in my counseling very often. Escape and accumulate. Escape and accumulate is that you may be able to withdraw, you may be able to self-medicate, you may be able to forget for just a second, but as soon as reality comes back, that old problem is still there because you haven't dealt with it. And what happens is you get another problem and another problem, and because you keep escaping them, they just accumulate over time. Escape and accumulate, escape and accumulate. And before you know it, you look around at your world, and your world overwhelms you. Well, guess what, brothers and sisters? We who know the gospel and love the gospel have an answer for that problem that the world does not have. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavily burdened, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. In other words, we can actually have the courage to face all these things that we face in our lives so that they don't accumulate because Jesus has already taken care of them for us. Jesus already knows how we've failed. Jesus already knows how we've sinned. And so he 
beckons us, bring all of your burdens and anxieties and cast them upon me. Bring all of your sins and confess them to me. Bring all of your failings and confess them to me. Bring all of your stuff and lay it on the cross. Because there on the cross it is taken as far as the east is from the west. It does not accumulate. Thank you guys so much for being willing to stand in front of us. And this is a perfect segue to exactly what Ben's going to be talking about in the next, se- next segment. In Matt- where we can bring our struggles to the second person of the Godhead, the very reason that Christ came to bring us rest. So Ben, if you would.